And what they're saying, though, about these giveaways is that they're kind of like a welcome packet. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Stationed with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Hi, peeps. Excited to be back with you all this week. And y'all, this this month has just flown by, let me tell you, so many good Topics of conversation this month. I have enjoyed it, y'all. I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. If you are new, welcome. You are in the right place. And if you have been with me from the very beginning or you've been with me for quite a while, you know that I so appreciate your support. You know you need to get on stationwithstories.com if you haven't already to check out everything podcast-related, guys. That also means that all of those flash fiction pieces that you listen to at the very end of the podcast, they are there, okay, for you to read. And of course, you can reach out to me via the podcast website as well. And if you are listening to this podcast somewhere else and you have not left me a review, please do. I have enjoyed reading your reviews. Share the podcast. Sharing is caring. And leave it all the stars, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Just let people know how much you enjoy listening to Station with Stories. And let's just move on to it. You know how we start. If you've been here with me before, we are starting with the book that I completed this past week. And shout out to one of my college friends. She told me about this book. Actually, I think it was a conversation I was having with college buddies and we were out for dinner and they mentioned this book and I put it in my to read list, okay, on my phone. And I got to it. This is Know My Name by Chanel Miller. And it came out in 2019. Now, this is memoir, okay? And if you have any recollection of the pretty infamous sexual assault case that happened some years ago, and I I do want to say this before I get too into it, this is a subject. The book is a very sensitive subject. I know that there are many people who have sensitivities to topics like this. And so just to let you know, we are going to be talking about sexual assault and not specifically, I'm not going to go into details, but that is a topic. So if this is not for you, please do skip forward to the main topic of the day. Okay. Uh, But yes, for all of that time during that trial, and it was very prolonged. That is our justice system, right? That is our court system, very prolonged. Okay. No one really, only a few people knew her identity, but no one in the public really knew who she was. And so she wrote this book and it's called Know My Name. And you get it, right? We know her name and she speaks out on what happened to her and really the consequences, how it impacted her life after. My words for this book, Ire, Guilt, Saga. Now first, Ire. This is about sexual assault, she was the victim. And if you remember the hoopla, there's a lot of conversation about how the Stanford student who did attack her, the person who assaulted her was 
a very good swimmer on the swim team. He was training really to be a, an Olympian. And that was all throughout the news. You saw his face throughout the news. He was kind of like this all-American guy, young college student, fresh-faced and fantastic athlete. And really, that was the conversation around him. And then, of course, you had this Emily Doe. And really, that ire is is partially just, I, I am a person too. The life did not begin when I became a victim. His life was glorified, right? He lost so much, but what she lost, and this is the project of the memoir, is to show how much she lost and how much people didn't, didn't believe that she lost much, almost as if she took something from him. As the survivor, right? She took something from him. She took his great future away from him. He had so much going for him. Whereas she was just the victim. And and there's this indignation, this righteous indignation that I am here. I am a person. How can you pretend as though I was not hurt by this? That he was the one who has been harmed in this. And, and so that really does come across strong and she has a very strong voice in here. And, and really, I would say the biggest project is showing that I am here. I am a person. I'm not faceless. I am not nameless. I was victimized, but I am not beholden to the history that being his victim gives me. I am a full person and I am st- still struggling through the consequences of what he did to me, but I'm here and I'm a person. So that ire, that anger, that righteous anger, that indignation is is strong throughout the book. Number two, I would say guilt. And it's very interesting, especially as she tells the reader how she learned that she was possibly assaulted, but she didn't really know. And she wakes up in the hospital after blacking out at this party and she's not sure why there's pine needles in their hair and she's not sure why certain articles of clothing are gone. But she's concerned about her sister and why can't she find her sister? And she wants to really mitigate. She It comes up again and again how she wants to mitigate this pain for her family. She has this section where she talks about some exhibits being shown in a courtroom and seeing her mom's expression, horror-stricken expression, and just wishing that she could keep her mom from experiencing this pain. And so there's this guilt of, I, I wish I can keep them from feeling this pain. They've kind of been drugged into this, right? The This one night and this young man's actions against me has hurt so many people. And so there's this sense of guilt, but also on the other side, a sense of guilt that all of those involved on the opposite side of the courtroom, that they didn't seem to feel and they should have felt guilt. And that in in many ways, guilt was not expressed. Guilt was deflected onto her and how survivors of sexual assault are often made to feel guilty about where they were, how much they drank, who they were with, what they were wearing, et cetera, et cetera. And so there's a lot of conversation of guilt. There's a lot of kind of playing with that within the narrative in 
a lot of times very slight ways, but it's interwoven there. And the last word is saga. The trial was a saga. And it's interesting. At one point I thought, okay, this book is, I mean, this, this book is almost over, right? <laughs> the trial happened, the sentencing happened, but no, it's a saga. Okay. And I remember seeing the initial headlines more or less about what happened, but I didn't follow the case. So to be able to read her memoir, I realized just how long it took from the assault to, you know, getting to the courtroom to finally getting the final verdict to then the sentencing hearing, like all of these pieces just took so long. And all the while you're learning more as you read about her and just what she carried as a sister, as a daughter. Uh, Identity is very important in this narrative, in this memoir, as uh, a Chinese woman, half Chinese, mother is Chinese, and she talks about that and very well interwoven her personal life before and then what happened after and, you know, how it impacted her relationships with other people and the journey it sent her on. It was a saga. So once again, the book is Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Came out in 2019. My words were ire, guilt, saga. Definitely a heavy one. Definitely, definitely a heavy book. Challenging for me to complete at some points. But it is one for those who really want to identify with a sexual assault survivor and learn about the case and her story. And of course, her name, Chanel Miller. All right, y'all. Moving on to the topic of the day, y'all. This week is Blue Star Neighborhoods Welcome Week. Listen, okay, so now I know you're wondering, some of y'all might be thinking, what does that mean? What is that exactly? And it is good news for all of those who are in the naval community, y'all. And not just the naval community, I mean, Army, where we have Air Force, if you are Marine family in a part of the Marine community, who am I missing? Uh, I said Army, I said Air Force, I said Navy, Coast Guard. We go through so much in the military community. But isn't it wonderful to know that there are people who are welcoming you into the community, y'all? So let me just say this. I found this, and I'm trying to remember, I think it was email, y'all. But I found out about Blue Star and the Welcome Week that is typically the last week of September every year. And really the purpose is to bridge the military and civilian communities. And this is what they say. They really want to bridge military and civilian communities together. And so this week is about doing that. It's about welcoming military communities into their new neighborhoods. And so there's a lot of different events happening in your area, likely, that you definitely want to check out. And so welcomeweek.bluestarfam.com dot org they have all the information about it and um you know i have been populating my calendar y'all they have this meetup coming this thursday in my community and so i'm hoping to be able to get out to there it's a it's a bit of a drive okay <laughs> it's a bit of a drive 
But they're having, I think, this kind of walk, outdoor nature thing. They have coffee meetups. Blue Star does a lot, y'all. And it is very cool, y'all, to see that they have a special week in honor of us, right? Of military families who are, some of us are new to our communities. And I know for me, I'm still fairly new to my my community, my environment. So, y'all, what is happening exactly, y'all? One of the things they're having is a raffle to win prizes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you heard that right. They are having a raffle actually today as the podcast comes out. If you're listening to it today and you are, you know, within the community, right? Blue Star community, you can enter to win prizes. Now, I'm not 100% sure exactly what all these prices are going to be, but they have, you know, this website, okay? And they said that they're going to let me know. I can start clicking. And I'm just, I'm just some hours before they'll start this up, y'all. So as I post this, as you listen to it, you should be able to find out what it is exactly. But I think it's going to be kind of like Monday morning EST. You will be able to enter these giveaways. And who doesn't like free stuff? And what they're saying, though, about these giveaways is that they're kind of like a welcome packet for new families. And they are doing some exclusive giveaways, daily prizes, the 25th through October 1st. And they just say they're incredible. So I am very excited to see what they are. But you have to enter every day. Or you don't have to, but you can enter every day for new prizes. So y'all can't say I didn't tell y'all anything. You can't say I have never given you anything because I've given you this important information so that you can win these prizes, y'all. Okay? And uh, I'm all about free stuff. So I'm really excited about that. As I said, they do have some welcome week activities in communities. And these are really communities that are concentrated where major bases are. That's my understanding, right? So they're all across the West and the South, Midwest, Northeast, Southeast. So figure out where your closest Blue Star community is, where that main base is, and see if you can get connected with some of these events, y'all. Because really, when I think about a welcome week, when I think about all the things that they're doing for families, you know, special meetup events, family-friendly events that are linking the civilian community with the military community, it just got me to thinking, isn't it so great when people just understand and want to help? Or if they don't understand, but they still want to help. Y'all, it's just so, it's so nice when a community can come around and greet you. And that is what's happening this week. And I promise I'm not an ambassador for Blue Star at all. I actually, I believe the first time I heard anything about them, it was at an event down in Oceanside, California. And it was, they just had like a table randomly at, I want to say it was a Juneteenth event. And I went with my husband and we saw this tin and I saw a blue star. I'm like, I don't know what that is, okay? But I'm just going to go to this table. Looks like they have books. And that's how they got me. And they were giving away books that were sponsored by Blue Star. And they were children's and middle grade books. And I thought that was so lovely. So I picked up, you know, some middle grade books. I have kids in my life, you know, niece, nephew, little cousins. And I was thinking I can give these books to them. But they just kind of told me what they did. And I still didn't get it, y'all. It took me some time to understand 
what Blue Star did. And I think I'm still learning, but it is really cool because they are in the community. So that was my first time really getting some information about them. But, you know, fast forward two years, I believe it has been because I believe it was 2021 when I first heard about the organization. And now fast forward, they have this giveaway and I know about it. So I'm telling y'all about it. So once again, it's just nice to know that people are interested in meeting you and greeting you and just get that this life can be hectic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard to really plug into communities, honestly, y'all. And for those of us even who are intentional, it can be hard to know where resources are and to, you know, find new groups of friends and where to go, what to do. And so this week is for us. So check that out. Go on their website, welcomeweek.bluestarfam.org and check out what's happening in your community for this welcome week. All right, y'all, moving on to the last portion of the podcast, I have for you another flash fiction piece and it is called A Wise Person Once Said. I am home. My very first home. I picked up the keys from my realtor last night, and now I'm sitting on my ottoman as the mover's lug in the Heather Gray sectional I purchased this year on a Labor Day sale. $300 off the original price. Only buy your furniture on fluffy holidays, my granny likes to say. I was only 18 years old when she first trained me on this principle. All I needed was a mini fridge and a bean bag for my dorm room, but she thought this was as good as any time for this lesson in adulthood. What's a fluffy holiday, Granny? Fluffy, cause they're light holidays, like President's Day or Columbus Day. They don't take up too much space in your mind, but there's always a good sale for furniture or carbine. I nodded back then. Good thing that my freshman semester started after Labor Day because I like to stock up on Lunchables and mini chocolate milk cartons. And I preferred the cushion of a soft bean bag to the back of a hard desk chair any day. The movers now have my couch set up, but before I can relax into its cushions, I notice my stairwell light is illuminated even though the windows make it sunny and bright indoors. I click off the light, but notice lights on upstairs as well. Bedroom lights? Bathroom lights? Closet lights? Every single light bulb illuminated upstairs. I switched them all off in irritation. Growing up, my auntie used to shout down the hallway, Y'all are making my electric bill sky high. Anybody else pay bills around here? The movers sure weren't footing my utility bills. Clicking off the last light, I hear a set of voices coming from outside. Maybe the movers, I think. But I peek out of a bedroom window and see that it is my neighbors walking their dog. I trot down the staircase as intentionally as their Doberman. I need to introduce myself since I hadn't met anyone yet. Something my daddy would suggest. He would have already known the neighbors by now even before moving in. He always knew the neighbors no matter where we lived. Best to make friends with the people who know where you sleep, 
he'd say. And I agree. I move quickly enough to catch Steve and Tiffany as they pass my yard. Those are their names. A cute, athletic couple who live two houses down. Their Doberman's name is Cha-Cha. And they're having a barbecue I'm now invited to next Friday. The warmth of the sun caresses my face back in my new home. And I'm almost convinced I'm living a fairy tale life a few hours later when the movers are gone and my stuff is mostly where I want it to be. In my home. But now I'm hungry. And I think I should go out to eat. I have no groceries. But I'm a bit tired, so I'll consider ordering in. I'm hankering for a good pot pie. <sighs> but pizza will have to do. Before I can select my toppings, a call comes through my line, taking me away from the pizzeria's online ordering screen. Movers gone? My mama asked. They're gone. Just getting settled now. Nothing like your own home, huh? Mama says. And I agree. She reminds me to get my strength, eat a good meal, because I still have a lot of unpacking and rearranging to do this weekend with all my stuff now here. She believes in orderliness and organization, and I sigh. She is right. The work of home ownership is just beginning. And get rid of that raggedy rubber mat, she finally says. I pause, confused. Mat? I ask, thinking about the black mat outside of my front door. My doorbell rings, and I ask my mama to wait just a minute while I answer the door. You just answer before checking your peephole? My mama chides as I swing open the door. She hands me a sack. You gotta be careful out here, even if you know your neighbors. I gasp with surprise, melt into her big hug, cheeks warmed by her sweet mama's kiss, and I'm speechless. I told her I didn't need her help, that I'd move in on my own because I want my own space. But she came anyway. And I'm grateful. Didn't know how much I'd miss my family moving out on my own. And now Mama's whisking back to the car before I can tell her thank you. We're just an hour away. She bellows out of the driver's seat window as she backs out of my driveway. She waves and then she's gone. And I turn back into my house. My own house. My first home. And it feels so empty all of a sudden. I open the sack my mama handed me and smile. I set the homemade pot pie on my kitchen counter. Every goodbye ain't gone, my grandpa would say in a moment like this one. And he's right. They're all right. Because even though I've said goodbye to the people who raised me, the things I carry from them in my heart haven't left. All right, y'all, that is it for the podcast. I already told y'all what to do. You already know what to do. Definitely get on the website. Definitely check me out. Station underscore story on X and Instagram. And y'all, I am so excited 
because we are turning into another month. Now, let me just tell you, in October, you have to look forward to an interview that I'm doing very, very, very soon. And so that will happen in October. You'll get some good, good conversation, me and another military spouse. We're going to be doing some chatting there. So you'll see a little longer, okay? It'll be a little longer of an episode. And of course, other good topics. And y'all, I will be back with you next Monday. This is Station with Stories, and I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps. Station with Stories. That's it.